0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start the move from European football back to the domestic stuff. Callum McGregor is away to see a specialist with fears his injury is not short term. Giovanni van Bronckhorst calls on Ryan Kent to boost his consistency after positive cameos from Matondo and Sakala midweek. And Hearts were on the wrong end of a sore one against Fiorentina last night, but there was better news for Scotland women's team and their World Cup hopes. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. The news on uh, Callum McGregor I think is a horrendous blow for the player first and foremost. I think it's a terrible blow for Ange Postacoglu and we'll find out what Celtic are made of at 12.30 tomorrow when they are away to St Johnston at McDermott Park because Callum McGregor is inspirational for Celtic and someone Maybe on a collective basis also People are going to have to step up to the plate To compensate for his loss uh, Kenny, so much to get through on a Friday night Because we're going to preview as many fixtures as we can But as Hugh says We're not only dealing with the aftermath of Those results you know, Bad defeats for Celtic and Rangers And throw Hearts into the mix You've got injuries for Callum McGregor You've got, you know, you've got the knock-on effects of those games as well Yep, this is the second week out of three match days that I'm standing here saying it's been a disappointing <laughs> week for Scottish football in, in Europe in terms of results. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think uh, the least said the better about uh, Tuesday night. I think it was an own contest. Wednesday night, more of a contest. Again, Celtic not taking chances, but probably beaten by the better team over the piece. And last night, Hearts again, another man sent off. It seems to be... They can't keep 11 men on the pitch at the moment And a disappointing result at home Albeit again, they were playing against a decent team But it's, uh, yeah I'd rather focus on the games tomorrow Which are another really interesting card in the, in the Premiership Yeah, good luck We're not over the European midweek yet I don't <laughs> think it Well done to Scotland women's team last night as well One hurdle down Now on to the Republic of Ireland early next week To try and move towards that World Cup But it's 0141951 so come on down, what is on your mind? In terms of today's news or today's development, well, Callum McGregor, not short term, is the fear of Ange Postacoglu. How do you feel about that, Celtic fans? How big a blow would that be? How much will you miss him? And who takes his place, ultimately? Because someone needs to take his place tomorrow. He was suspended for a start. He's definitely injured before we even get to uh, how long term it will be. Uh, who takes Callum McGregor's place now And who who would take his place In the longer term How big a blow would it be To lose him uh, To injury for a longer period Of time Rangers fans If you're still looking back on On midweek How does that impact things Going forward The manager's been speaking about Ryan Kent today I mean he's previously been considered Undroppable Is is that still the case? Is it maybe time he takes a rest And uh, the likes of Rabi Matondo Or Fashion Sakala Get more of a a run in the team uh, Aberdeen fans How are you feeling about Not having your manager Anytime soon uh, For After his suspension You go to Dundee United In the 6 o'clock game tomorrow uh, Hearts fans Will be licking their wounds It is a busy old Friday Hugh Keevans Yeah uh, First of all you, you pose the most interesting question Of all Who Takes the place Of Callum McGregor First of all As captain And Who Will lend that Kind of Inspiration and determination to the side that he brought When Scott Brown left the club 
Everyone said big shoes to fill Callum McGregor stepped up and filled the void He led Celtic to a league title He was again inspirational on the way to that league title And I think at the moment you're looking around and thinking Well who's going to bring that kind of influence to the team We'll find out very very quickly Because Celtic will go to St Johnston tomorrow for the lunchtime kickoff. And it will be hell for leather from the word go Celtic fans, what do you think? How big a blow is it to lose Callum McGregor? Who takes his place? How do you see that midfield lining up in his absence? Maybe, I mean I'm sure you'll acknowledge it's a blow But maybe you're feeling confident about it I don't know, maybe you think there are people there who can step up to the plate So whatever your take on that issue is Now is a good time to share it Callum McGregor, how big a blow? Who takes his place? So 141951 The manager says the club will find out uh, after today's specialist scan, the severity, and uh, he certainly knows it will be tough to replace his captain. He's going to see um, you know, a specialist this morning, so uh, we'll get some more information hopefully uh, during the day today. It's obviously not not just a short term one, so um, but the extent of it, we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, again, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until we get some accurate information and and sort of go from there. There's a reason, you know, Callum was the captain, not just. You know, his playing ability is, you know, he's a fantastic player and a big contributor to the way we play our football. And also, he's, as you said, he's influential on and off the field. So you can't just replace him uh, with one person uh, overnight. Um, that just doesn't happen. So it's it's about now other people sort of filling in the breach. Um, yeah, we missed him for a few games last year as well. And um, it's just stuff we have to cope with. Uh, you know, disappointed for Callum more than anything else because... Again, you know, he, you know, he's he's very influential in the group, and he wants to be involved all the time. And um, you know, his performances have been, you know, super. But you know, we just have to deal with uh, what's ahead of us. The last point is quite important, Kenny. It can always be the first thing that gets overlooked is how this is for Callum McGregor. So first of all, you wish him well. Um, you know more than than Hugh and I just how. A problematic it must be for players getting injuries and so on So let, let's get that out of the way We feel for Callum McGregor in a footballing sense How big a blow is it for Celtic? Massive, I think uh, Everyone who has talked about the injury His manager talking about it Us talking about it now We, we realise how big a loss is going to be for Celtic Because I think that's the word The word Andrew's used two or three times Is such an influence over over that team He makes the people about him better I've said that numerous times For me he's the heartbeat of the team And when they're also missing Another one of their big In my opinion Influential players Carter Vickers uh, It's going to be a huge loss And I don't think There is anybody who can do What he does in Celtic squad But when one door closes It opens up for someone else Somebody's got a chance now To step into that Into that role And show that they're capable But uh, It's big shoes to fill That's for sure Because he is so Dominant in that The way they play He's very efficient with the ball Again I disagree with a caller for last night I do believe he plays forward And he's very creative in his passing as well Where he's got the capabilities to be So it's uh, it's just a massive loss It really is uh, And the only time will t- I mean Celtic will still win games of football There's there's no doubt about that I mean it's when a team's not built on one player But I think Because it's not just about his abilities Like you say on and off the ball. He's lived through The successes that Celtic mm-hmm. have had over the years Uh Celtics in his DNA You know he's, It's hard to Well you can't replace that Because there is nobody else In the building In that position That's got what he's got And the experience What he's experienced At the club So having, it's going to be a big loss I'm having these flashbacks About when Celtic Go into that pre-match huddle And you see What the club means To Callum McGregor When he is Telling the players How important 
this or any other game is uh, And I'm trying to think well, Who's going to do that tomorrow? Who's going to look like McGregor? Who's going to sound like McGregor? Uh, and when the game starts Who's going to play like McGregor? Uh, well, you can tell us out there 01419511025 Mark is a Celtic fan in Hamilton To kick things off Mark, how big a blow would it be To be without the captain for a long period of time? It's going to be Gordon Hugh and Ken, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks Listen, um, I watched the game the other night Gordon, and it's called self-inflicted We can but he did another night there. They got a pass, which was not very hard to him, and on his standing foot, as I call it, he couldn't control the ball, and then he made a tackle. And that's why Callum McGregor is now a long-term injury, because his control was dreadful. That's the that's the least sympathetic call I've ever heard. I mean, the, 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 the man is Celtic's captain, he led Celtic to the title, and the best you can do is to say it's his own fault, because his touch was clumsy. Do you have a shred of sympathy for the player? Of course I do for you, but I'm just... What happened the other night? How did he get injured? And you, you tell me then how Callum McGregor got injured. A fantastic football player for Celtic. How did he get injured the other night? Well, but I mean, why do you have to even bring it up? How, but how do we even know that that was specifically... I mean, I'm the same as you, Mark. You watch it and you wonder if it was that block tackle at the end of the box, maybe... But without sounding patronising, Mark, how many games of football have you watched? People, especially up here, people take bad touches of the football. They don't always end up in potentially serious knee injuries. Well, that's what happened. God, that's what happened the other night. Listen, I've got plenty of somebody for Cal McGregor. That's what I just said. He's an excellent football player. You're more or less saying... football player, but at the end of the day, the facts are, he's controlled what I'm doing the other night, and when he made the, cha- the challenge on the, the, the lad, that's... Ma, I can see it. He's so, what, so what you're saying is he deserves all he got? No, that's that's your opinion. Don't put words into my mouth because I, I didn't say that. I'm telling you that your call completely lacks sensitivity and sympathy. I, I would have thought that a Celtic supporter, his first thought might have been to express sympathy for your captain. I've got plenty of sympathy for him You're not listening to what I'm saying to you I am I'm, I'm appalled I'm appalled by what you're saying that, I've heard you know, it Don't sort of nonsense You're appalled Listen, it's an opinion Your opinion is It's not an opinion You're giving us a statement of fact That Callum McGregor get injured Because his touch was poor First of all, right Again, it is worth underlining we don't know for sure if it was that moment in the edge of the box. It might have been Kenny. It, it possibly was, but it might have been the one where he tracks back. Well, I heard, I heard, I heard Dan saying that he got injured and then he still was able right, to okay. track back. You know, so again, that was his his take on it. I mean, again, to to say uh, Hugh Hugh's bang on, Mark. You know, like that it's coming the way it's, it's the way it's coming across. You know that it's yeah, he's miscontrolled it and it, and that's why he's got injured. You know, but. He's, yeah, he miscontrolled it, but he's still got to go and make the tackle, you know. So even if he hadn't miscontrolled, if it'd been a misplaced pass for his teammate, he still would have went and tried to make the tackle to make up for it, you know. So I don't, I don't really see the point, but with the miscontrol, well, also, you know, it, it, we don't know the, the it's an injury of some sort. We don't know how serious, but these can obviously happen in various other. Look at the Leipzig goalkeeper. Yeah, is that his fault for you know for taking a bad touch? It's not always going to be a. It's not always going to be self-inflicted. I just think that someone who's given as much to the club as Callum McGregor has done, and the first thing a caller can think to see is, well, is it bad touch that caused it? I mean, really, who's going to take his place, Mark? Carter Vickers will take his place as a captain. He got. Yeah, yeah, perhaps need to get him back first as well, but he he, he certainly. He should be close-ish, Hugh. Well, um, he has been 
a huge miss for Celtic In the time that he's been out He has shown exactly what he brings to the team So he's been a huge miss And uh, Maybe bad timing to ask the question Just because of his mistake But does Joe Hart become an obvious one To take the armband? I I, I think Joe Hart's lucky to be in the team Yeah but this is is my thing though If I'd asked you this question then Monday morning would, would your answer Are you being clouded because There's of two the... candidates for me to take over And it's Carter Vickers and, and it's Joe Hart I don't see there being someone else Do you like goalies as captains? I don't mind it You've got you've Craig got, Gordon you've Craig, well, yeah, you've, got, you've got Craig Gordon Who's I think When you look through the Hearts team There's Well how's that going? They've lost 7-0 <laughs> in their last two games No criticising Craig Gordon are we? Now oh, who's, yeah. now he's, who's he's, been unfair? He's their, be- he's their best player But <laughs> They still lost 7 nothing in two home games over the last five days The Celtic obsessives out there will be able to tell us Who's taken the armband before, you know, when Callum McGregor goes off I feel like I've seen Joe Hart take it I could be completely wrong on that um, Let us know So that that's the captain bit of it But then who fills the void in midfield? Maybe you can answer that Celtic fans 01419511025 Frank, how big a loss is Callum McGregor? Absolutely massive And um, I, I echo Hugh, that was I realise the callers try to highlight why, where Callum got injured. Who, who cares? As a Celtic fan, I do not care. The fact is, all the sympathy is with Cal Mack, and I hope he comes back um, fitter and adds to what he's done for the last 18 months as Celtic captain, replacing Scott Brown. He's a huge loss. He's a captain, he's a leader, he's a midfield stalwart. The guy never misses a game. He comes back last season wearing a mask to try and come back and fight for the jersey. So, that's all I'm interested in is when is he going to be back. The way it's looking, I just hope he's back. Probably after the World Cup, I think that would be good if it's going to be that sort of length. Um, and yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. Everything starts through um, Callum. I think he's proven to be a brilliant captain in 18 months, driving the team on back by Ange. Um, so that, that's my first thing yeah. and, uh, The World Cup's the only help here because it, I was going to say Hugh, in, in any other season You're playing right through November, yeah. December Just from a From a Callum McGregor Perspective Or a Celtic perspective You've got this You've got this Rare break yeah, In the get, winter You've got five Non-competitive weeks In which there'll be No league football Celtic will go to Australia And Callum McGregor Will get five weeks uh, Remission um, So uh, I'm glad that Frank Come on to extend sympathy And not to say Callum McGregor's got a bad that's, first That's going to annoy you all weekend yeah. uh, I, I yeah. can tell We're in for it now He's, he's in a bad mood already ah, He's going to kill the show and they, that, and, they, <laughs> and, they call, and they call me grumpy My goodness <laughs> um, Kenny In terms of The captain We had a bit of a thought there I'll get Frank's thoughts as well But what about The midfield Who? What's the closest <clears throat> Celtic have got Or What's the best way of, of filling that void? You know, I think Anne says it, it might not be one player mm-hmm. that, that fills it. And I don't think it will be to do what he does because I think he can do pretty much everything a midfielder needs to do. Uh, obvious one, Aaron Moy. Is, is he the exact same type of player? No. Is he experienced enough that he could play the, the, the mm-hmm. role? I think he is. Uh, Abelgaard. Abelgaard yeah. was the next one. Yet again, I've not seen enough of him. Yep. To, he, to, he's to saying today he's... he's Reddy essentially describes himself as when he's fully fit, you know, as being the kind of typical number six. Yeah. Um, well, that's an obvious one, but he's been signed for a reason as well. So ter- he's clearly you know, the, good enough to play the to play the role. In a in a sort of rough pecking order, right? Everybody knows McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly's the top three. 
The next one tends to be David Turnbull Now I know he's not fit tomorrow um, But I'm being general here Does Can can either of them Can either You know Can Hatati go back And do the, the I McGregor bit I, I don't think that no. I, I'm not saying he can't I don't think it's all mm-hmm. suit his game He's all energy You know He's all over the pitch You need a real discipline yep. To play that And I think it does come With experience James as well McCarthy anyone? I will. Well, he's been so far out the picture. I, I would find it. But that's his position. That's for sure. Yeah, that is his position. But can you, you know, good luck to him if he, he's a man of great experience, club football, international football. But he's been so far out of the picture. It's as if yeah. Ange Postecoglou doesn't rate him. I, don't, I, I just don't think he. he yeah. I, I think Ange is proving that that he's he's not going to use him and and as like like from the start. And he came on the other night, but of course Turnbull and Moy weren't available. So. Yeah. Maybe changes things Frank What do you think Captain wise Who takes the armband And How does the midfield cope um, Captain's armband I said to producer I think the Once he's fattened back I think Probably Carter Vickers Would be the natural one um, Centre defender Usually He's on the pitch Otherwise Tomorrow I, pr- I wouldn't rush Carter Vickers back I'd keep him in Wrapped in cotton wool For Tuesday But um, Joe Hart's the obvious one um, he, He's yeah, he's massive caps for England. He's won the Premier League, and he is a, a bit of a leader, um, very experienced um, player. And I, I don't fall out. The goalkeeper's been captains. You say Craig Gordon, outstanding. Larice down at Spurs comes to mind. In terms of midfield, I think tomorrow will be Abogard. I thought he played particularly well when he came on, but towards the last fifteen minutes, he did tire, and I think that's match fitness. Um, he's got a bit of presence and a good classy touch about him. Um, that. The other one is Turnbull um, But obviously he's out with tonsillitis for tomorrow And hopefully he'll be back for Tuesday So I do think there's options um, But I'll say my original point Cal Mack is our captain, the leader Outstanding for Celtic over the years And particularly rose to the, the challenge put towards him Since Scott Brown left And yeah, I think you could run through a, a big squad yeah. And nobody's going to fill the, the, the jersey that Callum's left and yeah, best wishes go out to Callum for a speedy healthy return to the team How, how far are you, are you taking this Hugh when we talk about size of disappointment size of blow size of loss is he is he the last player Celtic would want to lose are you going that far or yeah, r- yeah without question he is the the inspiration uh, and you need someone like that you need a leader of men and it's a tremendous blow for Celtic. As I say, we don't yet know exactly how long Callum's out, but I think Ange Postacoglu is preparing the fans for bad news. He gets a five-week break because of yeah. the World Cup. However, I, and I mean from 12.30 tomorrow, I want to see how Celtic cope with this because I think the loss of Callum McGregor is so significant mm. uh, and I, I see no one who can yeah. automatically fill in I mean it is to a point Kenny You can also imagine Callum Davidson Saying Oh my heart bleeds That Celtic have only got All these other players To choose from If we're talking about You know tomorrow And those types of challenges In the league I mean as you say This isn't enough to stop you Thinking Celtic are going to go And win league games No it's not And and that's why Ange talked so much Over the Even over the last 14 months About what he's trying to build The squad that he's trying to put together That can cope with this uh, but it's just because it is such an influential player. Is, is you why go as far as you, the last player Celtic would want to lose. You know what? I I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I think I've got I've, for Celtic Celtic's team. I would say three. Cal Mack would be number mm-hmm. one. Jota probably 
equal number two with, with, with Carter Vickers I think if they're missing Celtic mm. don't operate the same way Thanks Frank 01419511025 Rangers fans how are you feeling then it's straight back to business tomorrow like Liverpool and no disrespect to the lovely people of Paisley and St Mirren it's a different type of challenge but th- does what you saw midweek influence tomorrow in any way Rangers fans does that mean I don't know whether that is Ryan Kent Who everyone's been talking about online Or whatever else Does Tuesday night influence tomorrow in any way 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've tried to calm Hugh Keevans down It was a ropey start from on this Friday night But he's still here He's not walked out Kenny Miller's keeping him you know it's bad news when Kenny Miller's trying to calm you down I know. The least calm guy Scottish football's seen in the last 20 years And he's trying to calm you down But I, anyway I'm, I'm good for him Think so? Yeah Yeah. We'll see about Ying that Yin and Yang Yin and Yang We'll see yeah. about that between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB Very much moving from what happened in Europe And the knock-on effects Whether that's injury to Callum McGregor Whether that's team changes that you Rangers fans may or may not want to see uh, now is the time to share them Derek is a Rangers fan In Govan uh, Derek so That question to you then How does Tuesday night Impact tomorrow Or does it? I think it's got to I think it's got to I think Ryan Kent's just knackered I think the amount of football He's played in the past two years Is uh, Not like he played before When he would, uh, was on loan at Liverpool To teams like Coventry uh, uh, Barnsley uh, Teams like that You know So I think Kent just needs Badly needs a rest uh, and hopefully the two guys that come in, one of the two can come in and they do a job. I quite like the look of Matondo on the left-hand side there. I mean, I take it you've got, there are concerns there about Ryan Kent's form as well then, Derek, because if he was you know, flying, you wouldn't be as eager, would you? No, I think he's just knackered. I don't think it's something to do with form. I think he's just the guy's burnt out and he needs a rest. So you've got to use the squad. So hopefully Gio, Gio does. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I didn't, I don't know. It's only it's quite early in the season, Hugh. So I didn't expect it to be a pure tiredness point. I thought I thought it was just poor. The goalkeeper Alan Gregor was exceptional at Anfield. Leon King gets pass marks, and the other nine were failures for me. And uh, Ryan Kent, having scored against Hearts last weekend, uh, I thought that would be a, a little boost for him going back to the club where he left Rangers to to. To join He cost Rangers £7 million And right now They're not getting Their money's worth And I don't think He needs a rest I think he needs a shake None of this is about Tuesday and Tuesday only Kenny You're not Not going to start <clears throat> Dropping people Left right and centre Because they couldn't Beat Liverpool um, In the case of Ryan Kent is, is there a bit Of a bigger picture Do you start to get A feeling amongst Rangers fans That they think The time of him being undroppable is over And it maybe is time just to To see what happens going forward I think the Rangers fans have been there for a while I still don't think he'll get dropped by the no. way No I still don't think he will But what was a, a sign for me was That Giovanni was starting to maybe allude That other people could could play in that position uh, Talking about Matondo Talking about Sakala Talking about a level of consistency that Ryan needs to show Based on other players coming in And, and making an impact on a game I don't actually look at Tuesday night was disappointing I think Apart from the two I would even maybe give Ben Davis It's a good 70 minutes I think he performed okay uh, But Leon King 18 year old Unbelievable performance uh, At Anfield against a top top level Gave a penalty away 
didn't let it affect him got back to business and McGregor was just again it becomes a norm for him but it was a poor result Morelos up top got nothing all night you know so it's, you can't throw it I think people are saying oh he needs to do more no not for me he got nothing on the night Ryan Kent I think what he had was was two or three opportunities where he was 1v1 against his full back he had an opportunity to go and be positive and he turned it down and I think it's symptomatic about not just mm. the way Ryan's playing at the moment I think it's also the way the, the team's yeah. playing because I was going to say actually does that feed into a bigger point because this has been this great debate over the last couple of nights some people say it's Liverpool you know, we only lost 2-0 what, what else are we meant to do but loads of others are saying no but within that you can still you can still lose in a different way you can still try and even if it is individually be a bit more positive at times That that's it and it's been better you know they have to be better when you've got the ball that's your chance Rangers Accepted Their fate Rangers Turned the ball over They just kicked it back To Liverpool Rangers have got good players Really really good players Like despite what anybody says It's listening Rangers have got really good players And they are better than what they showed On, on Tuesday night That is a- Absolutely Not in doubt They just never turn up again And that's the thing So highlighting Ryan Kent for me Is wrong Because I don't think John Lundstrom's been mm-hmm. up to the same levels As what he was last year uh, Again I think James Tavernier's been Pretty consistent and solid as he always has been. There's been a lot, and again, I think there's other reasons behind that. John Lundstrom is, he's had a different guy pretty much playing next to him every week. It's been two, there's been one, it's been it's been Ken, sorry, it's been Jack, it's been Kamara, it's been Davis, it's been Arfield, it's been Tillman. There's there's been not been a real consistency within their team. Whereas last year, you could pretty much name ten of the eleven on that European run, and it was a solid midfield. Does that three. tell you the manager doesn't know his best team, or is he really buying into the horses for courses mantra that that can come with you know different competitions and different challenges? I think he made a decision this year, and I think you see it in his recruitment. I think Lawrence is a loss as well. Mm-hmm. Would that have made a difference Tuesday night? Absolutely not. It wouldn't have. That's that's a fact. But I think uh, he made a decision this in the summer that they were going to just tweak the way they were playing and by looks it to me they were going to get another attacking player into the team. So whether that was Lawrence, so it goes Lawrence, Morelos or Cholak, Kent on the side and they were getting an Arfield, a Tillman in and around uh, in and around the forward or or even uh, Lawrence could play inside and you could get a Matondo on or Sakala. So you've got another attacking player in your team because I think they've looked at it and think we need more goals in our team. I mean, maybe there wasn't too many positives to learn from on Tuesday Hugh but did the brief spark from the likes of Matondo give the manager food for thought in terms of his his involvement in place of Ryan Kent this weekend only Tuesday night or Wednesday night is it, is it Ibrooks um, you know oh, I mean starting tomorrow but you know I keep hearing about he He's a good player This one's a good player But They did not show it to Anfield And I, I do take your point It is Liverpool Three times winners of the Champions League In the last five seasons Etc, etc, etc But the, the Really and truly When Liverpool go to Ibrox uh, Rangers have got to show something mm. Because What happened at Anfield I think Is unacceptable to supporters I think you've added a couple of trophies to their cabinet there. They were in the final a few times, but only one win in that that period. But um, is that right? Before, just just making sure because your pal's going to be back on the phone picking you up uh, yeah, since you two have had a, a bit of a tiff to start off. Um, let's hear Giovanni Van Bronckhorst then. He was obviously speaking today. Thank you to Derek um, on this topic and others. Um, he says Ryan Kent does need to bring um, more consistency, uh, and uh, yeah, he was asked about that. 
that position in the pitch today? Well, he, did. he has to bring more. I mean, I think Ryan is, a, is an exceptional player with a lot of qualities. I think the, the performance he had against Hearts was a really good one with a lot of threat going forward. Um, so I, I, I know the, his qualities. Uh, I think the qualities uh, hasn't been there uh, every, every game. He just needs to be consistent and make sure he gives him you know the best uh, positions in in the on the pitch to uh, to be dangerous to either have an assist or to score on to score the chances uh, he he creates himself. You know, I think the goal he scored against Hearts is a great example. You know, when he comes in and just you know make sure he hits the targets and uh, he's definitely a player who can uh, who can give, give us more goals and assists. Uh, Nadim's a Rangers fan on the line. What's your take on this, Nadim? Hi, Gordon, Kenny, and Hugh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to obviously hear what, what Giovanni says. Um, he's talking about um, obviously um, Ryan Kent being more consistent and, and, and a better player. And, and although I've got a lot of time for Kenny, being a Rangers fan, I, I think I, I don't really agree with what he said in terms of the whole team's been off it. I, 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 he's probably right, the whole team has been off it, but I think the reason why Ryan Kent is getting highlighted. Is because he is so inconsistent, not just this season, Kenny. I think he's been inconsistent. If we take a European run out of it last season, in the league, he's been inconsistent. The only really good season he's had, in my opinion, is when he was on loan from Liverpool. Um, and then when we signed him, he's, he's, I don't know what's happened, but he's, he's definitely not been as consistent. But I just think, not just Ryan Kent, no, I think that the manager himself has got to have a look at himself. Do you know, he's. he's for me, he's got his tactics wrong in the last two European games. Not not in Napoli one, but the Ajax one and 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 Anfield there. He's got the tactics wrong and he's got the personnel wrong. Talking about John Lundstrom there, I agree. He's not been he's not been to his normal levels. But playing players like Stephen Davis, I've got a lot of time. He's been a fantastic servant for Rangers. But he's the type of midfielder you need against Liverpool is a dynamic midfielder. He's going to be box to box. Brian Kamara is a much better fit in that team than Stephen Davis was for the, for the away game to Liverpool, and he's just not going to look in, you know. And I, I just feel that it's easier to blame to blame the players. I think that's a, to, to blame the players is a much easier route to go. He's got to look at himself and say, "I've got it wrong a number of, a number of occasions. I've got it wrong." And I just think by focusing on it on players, he's totally deflecting from his situ- from his own situation, which is that he's been Liverpool. This midweek is clouding everything Because you you almost have to keep throwing that disclaimer in That Rangers probably can't beat Liverpool anyway Right? Down at Anfield But I feel like Nadeem um, And Derek before him And other people that are trying to call right now they, they, they feel like there's more of an overall pattern That they're unhappy with Rather than us all being about Tuesday There's clearly more to Nadeem's frustrations do you understand some of that? I mean, Ryan Kent's output last season in front of goal, I think it was 3-46 and 46 or something. Um, 42, I think. Nadeem's looking for a bit more. Yeah, I think everyone's looking for a bit more because he's, he's carrying a price tag. He's, again, after how many times have we talked about it on this show that you see the abilities and flashes. You see it in the spells and you think, right, going to just ple- going to do that more. Every week, going to do that more because you, you should be terrorising people up here constantly within a game. Uh, again, just to go on what Nadim says, I mean, is I don't think Rangers are playing particularly well. And when I highlighted Lundstrom, it was because he was such a high, a big performer and a big part of that that run last year. And he was he was performed the second half of the season, he was outstanding. But it's just it's just a level. A, everyone's level, every Rangers player's level, I would say, is pretty much dropped off for last year. Obviously, Cholak's came in and scored a lot of goals, and he could be, I suppose he could be exempt for it a little bit. 
well, a lot actually, but everybody's levels are just down. And I do believe everyone has to have a look at themselves. That's manager included, mm. because I was even starting to talk when, about that, the reasons behind why Lundstrom maybe wasn't at the levels. Because there's been a different partner. There's been two partners, there's been one partner. Sometimes he's been in there on his own with mm -hmm. two more attacking ones. So there has been a lot of change and to this Rangers team and slight tweaks to actually how they're going about their business is what's gave them success over the years so when managers speak the way Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has spoken of Ryan Kemp today they know what they're doing they, he is publicly kicking him up the backside and saying you're not delivering enough he did it with Morelos earlier in the season it had a positive effect on Morelos who can back a different individual when Ryan Kent scored against the uh, Hearts Last weekend Correct me if I'm wrong But that was his first goal For 10 months In a Rangers jersey That's that's not a return at all That's poor For someone that you paid 7 million pounds to get That would have been Legal, legal. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, There was one European goal in And also to go back To Nadim's point About the manager um, I think he says one thing And does another at times You know He spoke about the, the Everything starts with mentality And believing And all that you didn't get the impression the Rangers players were out there full of belief and having mm. a strong mentality about them and did he set them up that way? Nadim, is tomorrow a good chance? Would you play Rabi Matondo on one side and Fashion Sakala on the other? Is that is it time for that? or? I think the problem that we've got, Gordon, is the fact that as much as I'm I'm saying Ryan Kent you know, definitely needs to kick, kick up the bomb, as, as you said there, I don't think we've got a, a good enough replacement for him. So Fashion Sakala, he played okay for five minutes against against Liverpool, but you know he's he's not a natural replacement in terms of he's a you know he's a winger stroke striker, but he's not he's, on his day. If both of them play well, I mean Kent's a better player. So would, would, if you ask me, would I drop Kent? I don't know. I don't know. If we've got that luxury. You know, it may be that inconsistent that tomorrow, uh, whenever they start playing at the weekend, when he, when he plays, he might play brilliant. But so just, so he is still undroppable then, Nadim, which is a problem in itself, is it not? I, I, I don't know I mean that's a big word drop. I don't think any player is undroppable absolutely not because we dropped Alfredo's, Alfredo you know um, a, a few weeks ago he yeah, was, but Cholak looks like he can fill that where you're saying you don't think there's anyone up to taking Ryan Kent's place only because I think players like Rabi Matondo I think he's been an absolute horrendous thing in my opinion Malik Tillman he's, he's not been at it at all apart from the PSV game horrendous the only player that I think Giovanni's that, that signed uh, that he's signed that's been good it's Cholak even Ben Davies I know he played against Liverpool but you know but that was his first full game I think he's played you know, for Rangers quite a if I'm wrong but I just I, I just think that the players that he signed that have been poor and that's why we've, we've not got a natural replacement in my opinion someone that, that, that can replace Kent so would I drop him? maybe but are you going to get as good a player or, or somebody that's going to, be in, that's going to come in is going to be as, more consistent than him I don't think so It's a maybe It's a maybe from Nadim 01419511025 uh, Good time to call by the way Because we are going to get some travel news And that means you could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is here Kenny Miller alongside him And both waiting for you to get in touch 01419511025 and let us know what you're thinking then Whether it is European action during the week Premiership action still to come There was a good win for Scotland women's team last night Hearts fans, where are you? What's happening? How do you feel about your team and manager at the moment? And anything else at all you think we've missed This is the place to share it Let's hear from uh, A bit more uh, From Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Eventually 
A week will go past without people wondering whether you can play Morelos and Cholak in the same team But we don't appear to be there yet, Kenny Miller Because the manager uh, has mentioned it today you know, they're true players who um, who, who has uh, have goal threat. You know, he, uh, Cholak is, is start of the, the, the campaign. He's been fantastic. Uh, Morella's scoring uh, goals as well, getting fitter and stronger every game he plays. So we have two uh, good strikers. You know, Kamar is, is already back training full with the squad. So there's another option. But uh, I think at moments in games, you know, they definitely uh, are capable in, in playing together. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, we have to wait and see in which game we can we can use him or from the start or maybe you know in in, in moments in the game when we when we have to force a goal. But uh, they can definitely both be uh, be on the pitch at the same time. Bear with me here because I know that this has come up before. Is that the most open to the idea you've heard, Giovanni van Bronckhorst? It reminds me of the old Dumb and Dumber. You're telling me you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> well, like he's no. I don't. I've not heard him saying that they couldn't play. I think everybody's yeah. just kind of assumed it's a 4 3 3 4 2 3 1. Within those systems, yeah. there's I'd... one striker. And even when he's played the back three, back five, it's always been in possession, it's been kind of adapted yeah. where Tav really goes high, Kent will still be left or inside. I can need, I need to pour over his quotes, but I do but, feel that's the most open no, what, he's what been. Because he even is, mentions from the start there, didn't well, he? Well, I think it feeds into something that we've already discussed tonight about Ryan Kent. Because the question if you play the A2, where does Ryan Kent play? That that's that is the thing. Does he play in behind? Will you lose a midfielder? I think if Ryan Kent doesn't play, it's I easier. Think, I think you can play the way you play the night and go two two strikers up with. If, if we're I think seeing, he will, I'm not sure. If we're seeing everything in the context of Rangers versus Liverpool on Wednesday, poor St. Mirren are not getting a look in with you no, tonight. No, 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 because they'll be swept sorry, aside. Stephen Robinson. Uh, you said you said that when Celtic played them a couple of weeks ago. That's right, <laughs> and I'll say it again. <laughs> Um, no, in the context of the Rangers Liverpool game, uh, yes, you're right, Gordon, of what you say that that's the closest that Giovanni van Bronckhurst has come to publicly saying yes, the idea is possible. However, the question I would pose to to Kenny: Would you do that against Liverpool, uh, Ibrox? I would, maybe. I would maybe do it. I mean, playing the way they played, would it help to have had two kind of decent players up the top there against Matip and Van Dijk? Absolutely would I've, you know, I've played I mean Morelos was He was up there on his own On, on Tuesday night The ball would go up Van Dyke would go above Because he's got Eight inches on him Knock it down John Henry would sweep it up And they would just mount Our next attack Matip would then come And get involved And it was just It's always a it's always a 2v1 scenario with him Against two incredible players Playing on one of the best teams In the world So To have two guys up there To occupy them I think it That's an option And when you throw in the fact that Callers have already been on The point's been made Giovanni's talked about A lack of consistency In Ryan Kent We've talked about Malik Tillman Of how he's maybe not quite Hit the heights Everybody would have hoped He would have Based on his, his first Three or four games In a Rangers jersey Well why not take them out And put the two mm. Two players who Are very very good strikers In the team We've Talked about it before When you have two strikers And you play 4-3-3 Or a system like that That only plays with One recognised nine The question that's always put to you When you've got two forwards What do you do? Well Giovanni's getting asked that now Based on The team's not playing well There's players that are Supposed to be the guys That are supporting that number nine Are not particularly playing well Now we're going to have Mm. Constantly asked Can Cholak and Morelos Play up front together? So you're telling me There's a chance So there's a chance 01419511025 William is a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight William? Hello Gordon Hugh and Kenny Hello Yeah you Gordon, you stated at the start of the show is uh, Ryan Kent uh, undroppable. 
Of course he is, right? Uh, what he's know, you have talked about, right? He's already publicly stated, right? He's not going to sign another contract, and that's in some of the local rags. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true, but that's what he's that's what the party he's saying, right? Well, I I don't know if he's stated that publicly, William. I'll be honest, I'm I'm not sure. I've not seen anything like that from from Ryan Kent. But let's not argue about whether he has or hasn't said it. That feels like a waste of time. Are you are you trying to get at? You think the performances are one thing, but you think. His future is also up in the air. You think this is all part of the one picture? Well, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was a great Rangers player, right? Well, one thing you couldn't question with Kenny is he's what right, right? I used to defend Ryan Kent, right? Uh, last year and the other years, to other people, he he's, uh, he might not be scoring the goals or assists, but you can never question his what right. This year you can. In my opinion, right? See, when it comes to January, right? Even Morelos as well. If they're not going to, if they're not going to stay, we need to we need to sell them whatever we can. Getting the replacements, as you always say, you'll get six months to work on the new replacements. Because it's clear, it's clear he's at. Ken, Ken, Kenny watches the games in, in BT and wherever he is, right? He must everywhere. see that Ryan Kent's he he see that, he see that Kent's no trying. He's, he's, he's heads elsewhere. I, w- I wouldn't I, accuse the player of not trying. You can't prove that, William. Uh, what he's not doing is playing well. And if I'd spent £7 million on someone and he had one league goal in 10 months, uh, that for me would be proof that he's not giving enough. But you can't accuse the, the, mm. the fella of not trying. You can't prove that. Yeah, I mean, that that's always a real sticky one when we talk about football, Kenny, because the likelihood that Ryan Kent has decided not to try is pretty slim. I don't, you, you guys don't tend to do that. Um, but sometimes then For whatever reason There's something That leads fans to think that way Can you see I, I, I won't ask you if Ryan Kent's not trying Because you'll say that he is Can you see why William thinks that? Well you can see I can understand why he thinks that Based on his performances are not there As a Again And I never lie sometimes Or sometimes you'll see what your opinion It feeds into your opinion Does it look Is he working as hard? I still think he is trying I still think he's working hard What I do think is is bereft of any confidence at the moment You have to also look again This is something that we looked at a lot on This pro licence that we've been through And I keep harping on about this course I've just finished That there's a, there's a, there's a person behind the player mm-hmm. You know, so you just You've got to ask, is there other things going on? Again, well, it, to be it fair is, then, it, on that, right yep. And I know we're speculating William's talking about this is a player That doesn't know what his future holds Well, that, that, well this is what I'm saying So behind it there's been a transfer window's just come and gone. Was he hoping for a move? It never happened. Has that thought, right, okay, I thought this was the time. Maybe he's been given information by his representatives that, that yeah, we'll, we'll get you out. This is what it's going to be. And the fact is, we're in October now. He's not committed his future to, to the club. In three months' time, under three months' time, he's free to speak to anybody who, who he wants. My always take was on it, if you wanted to get the move that Ryan Kent feels he deserves, you need to perform. And he's had a brilliant platform to go and play in the ch- same as Morelos to go and show how good a player he is. At the moment, that he's not quite doing that. So the move that he maybe he's pining for, if he is pining for one, might not come with, with this level of performance. So I can understand what William's saying. I would never ever accuse any player of being through it. Sometimes you're just having a real, real bad time. There could be extenuating circumstances. Why? 
you're having that bad mm. time. And maybe it is, if that's the case, maybe it is the time for him maybe to come out and sit and watch and maybe come on and impact again because I think he's got that ability definitely as well. But uh, yeah, he's definitely not 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 trying. He's just uh, he's just not playing particularly well. We'll have it? to leave it there, William, because we're out of time already. Nice to get your thoughts though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Where are we this week? We had two defeats in a row for the pundits. Am I right in saying that? Did Mark Wilson lose last night? Did Marvin Bartley lose on Wednesday night? I think he did. Wow. We're going for a hat trick for the listeners, unless I'm mistaken. So 01419511025 and the lines close at seven. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. Headlines 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here. It's 0141951025. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, we've had a nice old. De- I didn't expect it to be a debate, I must admit, about Callum McGregor's injury, but it happened. Uh, and he's injured and he's out, and we're asking how big a blow is it, Celtic fans, and who should take his place with the armband and in midfield. Uh, Rangers fans, you've all been having your say. We heard some interesting stuff from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Is there a case to say Ryan Kent maybe takes a, a spell out and is replaced by the likes of Rabi Matondo or someone else? Get your thoughts in there. Uh, we've not even got round yet to a tough night for Hearts, a good night for Scotland women, uh, and anything else that you've got for us now is the time to share it after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. I am in a world of trouble. Oh a world of trouble. Before the news, I said that Marvin Bartley lost on Wednesday and we were going for three in a row for the listeners. He did not lose on Wednesday. Has he been on? He, he will be upset about it, I think, safe mm. to say. Um, it was last Wednesday he lost. My apologies. His hopeless performances just sort of blend into one for me. I'll tell you what it was. He lost on the Friday as well, gone. Is that what, what it was? Maybe it was Friday, Friday he lost. Well, whatever, right? Okay, whatever. Uh, he actually won 3 0 and the contestant got a nil. So I knew it was memorable for some reason. Um, I hope he forgives me, but I'm sure no, he, he won't. won't. Nah, he won't. Anyway, mm. he's a big child. Ross is on the line. How's it going, Ross? How you doing, mate? You alright? Yeah, not bad. Have you ever played before? I have not, no Dude, I like that, first time You do okay when you play at home, I take it? Absolutely not <laughs> Fair enough Are you on your own? Anyone there to give you moral support? I'm coming back to fives I'll get my brother on the car with me But Brilliant. he's also going to be no use to me, I think Brave, what's your brother's name? It's Grant Good, Ross and Grant Let's see what we can come up with here Heads, it's Hugh Keevans, Tails It is Kenny Miller and it's Tails It's Kenny Miller against Ross and Grant In the car On their way back from fives uh, Right so what we'll do is give Kenny something else to listen to So that he can hear us uh, 30 seconds on the clock gentlemen You're more than welcome to pass if you don't know okay Yeah I know what it is Right let's go then 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Name either player Rangers have on loan at the moment uh, Tillman which English club was Carter Vickers on loan with until his January move to Celtic? Spurs. Name St Mirren's most recent Scottish manager. Jim Goodwin. Name any of the three Aberdeen managers before Derek McInnes who managed at least 100 games. Oh, pass. Who scored Hibbs' opening goal in the most recent League Cup final? Nisbet. Dalcio was on loan. Dalcio was on loan at Celtic from which Portuguese club? 
Benfica Okay let's bring Kenny back Some tough ones in there Kenny can you hear us? Sure can Same set of questions Ready? Let's go Name either player Rangers have in on loan At the moment Tillman Which English club was Cameron Carter Vickers On loan with until his Move to Celtic Spurs Name St Mirren's most recent Scottish manager Pass Name any of the three Aberdeen managers Before McInnes Who'd been in charge For at least 100 games Pass Who scored Hibs opener In the most recent Scottish League Cup final Porteous Dalcio was in loan At Rangers From which Portuguese club Benfica Okay They were tough weren't they ah, it was a ah, I thought they were tough like Thought they were tough Ross and Grant How do you think it went I alright Until you said Dalcio was on itself. <laughs> oh did I <laughs> <laughs> oh, you deserve you deserve extra points for that then for cutting through my nonsense. I, I, I did think it was that down so you meant. I was so confused. Oh, how good's that? They've, they've translated my verbal diarrhea and even got the right answer. Good on you. Uh, name the only player. Uh, name the either player Rangers have on loan. Uh, you've got Malik Tillman or James Sands still technically. So you both went Tillman. Um, tricky one. This which club English club was Carter Vickers on loan with before he went to Celtic? It was Bournemouth. So he was a Spurs player He was on loan at Bournemouth So uh, one all St Mirren's most recent Scottish manager uh, Danny Lennon No oh. Jack Ross oh. Jim Goodwin is not Scottish And I think you Ross and Grant know that Don't you yep. Um, yep. But then I, I said Dalcio went to Celtic So I can't I can't laugh at him uh, Name any of the three Aberdeen managers Before McInnes Who'd managed 100 games Craig Brown no Jimmy Calderwood Eb Scovdal Or Willie oh, Miller yeah, I was going to say Eb Scovdal yeah. I thought it was miles away as well This this was tough right Even though it was quite recently Hibs opener In the most recent League Cup final I mean you guys said Kevin Nisbet Which is as good a guess As any you said No it was, uh, it, was a, was it Hanlon It was Paul yeah. Hanlon you Tough questions Dalcio was in loan At Rangers from which Portuguese club It was Benfica Well done I do feel like giving them Extra points for that But I can't do that So two all And that was it On to the tiebreaker So here's the deal I will get the question out there I'll ask Kenny to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Gentlemen okay Right let's go I think it's a second or third tiebreaker this week How many players are currently signed To a Scottish Premiership team From North, Central or South American countries So how many players are currently signed To Scottish Premiership teams From North, Central or South American countries Kenny give us an answer Write it down please This is going to be a stab in the dark I can't wait to see the answers here Kenny Is that a really long number you're writing down Or have you just got slow uh, Okay what are you going for gentlemen 12 Okay Ross and Grant have gone 12 Kenny what have you gone 20 The answer it's 18 Kenny Miller's done it In the tiebreaker <laughs> I can't believe it oh, After overcoming The whole Dalcio episode tell, tell me he's at least Played well at fives oh, it's, it's been a terrible night oh, It's been a rubbish night <laughs> oh, Anyway Listen thanks for playing guys It was nice to speak Cheers, to you boys. Cheers, Cheers. Well done. There we go Ross and his brother Grant Were Six out On the The tiebreaker Which is not half bad no. But Kenny Miller Only two out There we go what what did you, I saw you writing something down I wrote down 12 Oh same, same as, as Ross and Grant Well okay well done Kenny Miller The signed ball Stays where it is 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need To get in touch um, Let's hear a bit from Maybe The guy who takes Callum McGregor's place In midfield I don't think he'll take The captain's armband In fact let's be honest He certainly won't um, but Maybe in the midfield Oliver Abelgard Recent signing 
Came on for one minute against Motherwell Got a bit more than that the other night in Leipzig And uh, he's been speaking today uh, Ahead of the game against St. Johnson tomorrow lunchtime I hope the best for, for Callum and a quick recovery and, and obviously if the gaffer means and the coaching staff means I need to, to replace him I'll, I'm happy to do so and, But we have a strong squad and a lot of different players that can that can fill in the position so the wait and see i was training on my own for three months and it's it's uh, easy enough to to maintain general fitness but in terms of football fitness and specific exercises it's it takes some time to come back uh, but i'm i'm on the right track now and in order to reach my 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 top fitness i i need to play play games regularly uh, week by week and this is what gets me there so it's hard to say how far I am for that um, since I, I didn't play for four months it definitely take more than just a couple of games to get back I mean such as football Kenny maybe just maybe Callum McGregor's injury means you see more of Oliver Abugard a lot earlier than we thought we would or, or, at, at, or at all because Callum McGregor tends to play and maybe he comes in hits the ground running and and thrives there that, that that has to be the way you professionals operate in your mind I guess with you know with one door closing and potentially another one opening I've already said that the exact thing on the show it is I mean you look at what Callum McGregor can do and what he brings to the team and the influence that he's got on the on the people and the players around him uh, that's not to say that, that Abogard can't come in and do as equally a good job we just don't know it yet you know that's it we've not I've not seen a lot of them I've not seen or definitely not seen enough of them to suggest that he's going to be able to influence this team and affect the, the players around him the way Callum McGregor does but He's a good player he's you, know, warning, you can see that He's warning you In advance That he's way short Of match fitness But the only way He's ever going to get mm-hmm. it Is by Getting minutes on the park So So all, all things considered then Callum McGregor's injury For a start uh-huh. Him even doing the media today Sometimes It's a little bit of a clue You know Is tomorrow a good time For him to add that match That match sharpness That you mentioned It's a good time If Celtic win not a good no, but, time if they don't but We're not going to know that Till 3 o'clock When Ange Postacoglu Has to think about his team he, Now or at 10 o'clock in the morning He unfortunately Having admitted That he's been out for four months And is not yet up to speed In terms of Match fitness He Has got to come in And mm. assume The captain's mantle Not as the captain mm-hmm. But assume the captain's mantle Within the team I think you play tomorrow ask. then, Kenny, because you're not going to get another Champions League game midweek. It's so. normally a telltale sign, you know, when somebody Sometimes, does the media. Yeah. And again, not always, but I would say more often than not it is. Uh, and tomorrow, if Ange feels that if Callum McGregor just say he is out up until the World Cup, so then he's got that break and he's not going to be back till after. If he feels that Abogard's going to be the guy long term to, to replace him, then get him in the mm. team. Get him in the team And by his own admission It's going to take him a little bit of time Not just mm-hmm. a few fleeting appearances Here or there It's going to take him a bit of time To get up to speed And perform at his top level Which by the way Is spot on I mean you're not going to Not have played a game of football Or a, or started a game of football For four months And come straight in And be right at the top of your game So if he's the guy That's going to be taking over That jersey uh, Longer term Until Callum's back Then I would get him back I would get him in the team And try and get up to speed As soon as possible Uh, Andy's a Celtic fan on the line How big a blow Is it to lose Callum McGregor Andy? Obviously massive Gordon He's probably the most Influential player In terms of how We play our game Uh, Dropping into pockets And starting Build up And obviously um, Putting decent passes Mm -hmm. Uh, The the reason I'm following With a sort of a um, Left curve Curveball Whatever you want to call it for, For Tuesday Applegard's just admitted there That he's no match fit And he ain't going to get Match fit before Tuesday um, I don't think that um, The other two Who were in contention um, 
James McCarthy yeah. or Idagechi. Neither of them are going to be matched for, for Tuesday. So although tomorrow's a big game, I think Tuesday's massive for Celtic. I've got a suggestion that, I don't know, I'd like to hear Kenny's opinion on it. If it was me and Carter Vickers was fit, I would put either Jens or Welsh to play in front of the back four. Well, I would, uh, that, that would mean that, I'm, I'm talking for Tuesday, obviously, that would mean when Cuckoo drops into that area, there's a, def- a defensive-minded person to deal with him. And I think Celtic's weakness in European games the channel between the right back and the right centre back. Too many times we got a turnover and teams are getting behind us. Where I think Jens and either Welsh have got the pace to get back and recover, whereas Moyd certainly doesn't. So it's a curveball, but I don't, I don't oh, it's a curveball, all right, Andy Kenny. It's a it's a curveball, but it's not that left field. You know, it's uh, many a team have done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, more than you look at St Johnston playing Ryan McGowan centre midfield he's a centre back uh, my big mate Gary Caldwell who's a centre back played international football as a defensive midfielder again Gary is a and it's no saying that these guys aren't he's a really really clever footballer good good passer of the ball I think he had played there before as well oh, as much as he was a, a recognised centre back I'm just not sure those guys if, if there was one I could have picked that maybe could do it I would probably have went for Carter Vickers, no Jens or or Starfelt or Welsh. I don't think any other. Uh, they, I wouldn't play any does of them it, in there. Does it strike you as something Ange Postecoglou would do? No, but you that's know, but why he signed all the players that he signed, and he's talked a lot about the recruitment and how well they've done. And to play a centre back, if that mm. if that type of player. Uh, ahead of all the the yeah. midfield options that he's got, it would be a real kick because in the teeth. Andy comes on with his point and justifies it well Hewan backs uh-huh. it up and talks about Leipzig and their attacking threat and a more defensive minded player but we're talking about the Celtic manager we don't even need to debate this anymore because we know he's unwavering on his, yeah. his, his principles and it seems that his midfield is all about having the ball and going forward with the ball and, and using the ball wisely could you then see him asking Morris Jens or Stephen Welsh to do that instead no. of Callum McGregor no he'll stick as far as you can to the team that played in the first game against uh, RB Leipzig uh, and the, you know Ange's unwavering principles may shortly bring him into uh, conflict with some supporters you know th- I think there's a reason why nobody has a kind of sweeper keeper like Celtic have with Joe Hart oh loads of modern teams play uh, their goalies it, high well it, it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work no, for Celtic right. maybe not right and you can criticise Joe Hart but we, we need to be accurate here Lo- Loads of modern teams play their goalie like that. I don't see them playing. Oh, they do. I, hold on, I don't see them playing with <laughs> goalkeepers on. who spend their time in midfield like Joe Hart. Kenny, come on. Right, so, you know what? So I, I, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're meant to pass no, the ball to the opposition. No, but there, no. are play, there are goalies that play higher than Joe Hart does. Well, it wasn't very high when he gave exactly. it away. Right, that's it. it. Was probably between the penalty spot and the six yard box, maybe. Penalty yeah, spot. Even... It wasn't high. So the sweeper keeper is the wrong terminology. They're playing, they're using the keeper to back, but Angie said himself, they went back to him too much, and that was because his team, again, to go back on what you were saying, Gordon, weren't playing forward, weren't playing positive, were playing safe football, and they were using him too much. Again, Joe Hart should never give the ball away like that. Uh, it, was a, it was a poor, poor error. But there's so many bears. I mean, just go and watch Brighton with their new coach who's coming in, how they're going to play. Their keeper will be heavily involved. You think the big Brighton Allison, fan would know Edersons, that? Edersons, all these, all these, well, all these all teams play. All I can say to you is that uh, Juranovic got the blame for the own goal against Muddle. Mm-hmm. I thought that Joe Hart's position was very peculiar. Yeah, but he's inside his six-yard box. That's and not then, That's not the same thing. And then, Callum McGregor, the, the appeal against the red mm-hmm. card was 
uh, not considered by Ange Postecoglou, but he looked at where Joe Hart was standing, uh, and Joe Hart proved that Motherwell were denied a goal-scoring opportunity. And then he gave away the ball for a goal. Again, I feel like we're just conflating a number of issues. I'm not saying Joe Hart hasn't made mistakes, but your the statement I argued with was that teams don't play the goalkeeping position the way Celtic do, and loads of them do it. They don't. Okay, but it doesn't. Maybe work they play for, a wee bit better. Doesn't you know, work for Celtic. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work for Celtic. Ange Postecoglou would say it worked for us to win the league. That was then, and this is now. Okay, it works for us to be top of the league. Up until now. <laughs> yeah, top of the league. <laughs> Wait until tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? It is. It is more so, just to be clear, so you think ah, Celtic won't be top of the league tomorrow? I think there's a possibility that the, the loss of Callum McGregor will be felt tomorrow. And it'd be interesting to see if Cameron and Carter Vickers mm. can play. Because, of course, I mean, even a draw coupled with the Rangers win would be enough to keep Celtic top. So, St Johnson yeah. will beat Celtic that, tomorrow. Well, would you say that's an impossibility? Uh, no, not at all. Just you seem to be pinning quite a lot of your expectations on it. No, I'm saying that it's a difficult day for Celtic tomorrow, mm. uh, particularly in the wake of Callum McGregor's injury. Um, Andy, I don't think you've quite won them over, but but you've backed it up in terms of why you would do it. Can you see Ange Postecoglou agreeing? That's the ultimate question. Uh, oh, he's, 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 more, he's more more than I ever will know. It's just because there was there was a debate happening, and I thought that may well be an option. Can I just say something about Joe Hart? That error the other night that people keep talking about and, and for sure to say that Celtic don't do it anywhere. They've lost one domestic game in 39, I think it is. It's a bit disrespectful, I think, to the way that they play. But however, my, my, my point for Joe Hart, who I think will be the captain, is that Joe Hart has been... Uh, Celtic play a, a, a particular way where when Joe Hart gives a ball, his options are Carter Vicker, Starfelt, they'll go wide, open up the space and get Callum McGregor to drop in that space. Celtic have been doing it really well for the last year. None of the three were on the pitch the other night. When Joe Hart made it's an error that Joe Hart made, but the, the circumstances were every, every error. And, and, and I, I think that the, 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 the thing on Saturday, my understanding is that people I know in the Celtic end, Joe Hart was screaming for the ball for Juranovic to leave. So I, I, I wouldn't get too disappointed in Joe Hart. I think he's been fantastic in the last season, and I would have him captain tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much, Andy and Royston 01419511025. Well, what a week it's been, seriously. Liverpool have done us over again Hugh. Oh, no. As if it wasn't bad enough uh, The Rangers went down there and lost They've even nipped the Eurovision off us as well Oh, a sense of anticipation Excitement all day to see if the, And I know you would have been there The flares on The tie-dye t-shirt You would have been in it Was it the Hydro? I'm sure as much I know I think it was the Hydro I wouldn't watch Eurovision robbed. I wouldn't watch Eurovision If they were singing round my backyard <laughs> Anyway, that's the big news that you were um, you were all waiting for. I'm we sure we didn't want it anyway. We're only ah, exactly. On. Um, we can act like uh, like we didn't want it anyway. But Liverpool, well done again, second let's, time this week. Let's just We've, hope Rangers have not got Newport when they very good. The uh, yep, I see what you did there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. More of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, it's that time of the night. Two experienced campaigners put their brain power together and try and come up with the answers to this full-time teaser. Now, how you get involved in this, because like everything we do, we like to involve you. And this one's a little bit different because you come up with the question, the full-time teaser as it's known, 
And we try and get the pundits to come up with the answers to your question Between now and the end of the show So if you like the sound of it and you think I've got a bit of that in my locker I could come up with a question The address you send it to is fulltime at clyde1.com Mark O'Brien has done it tonight And I really I like this one You like them all uh, God, no, you no, no, no I know but sometimes I'm lying <laughs> But I mean this tonight Who for each of the current Premiership teams in Scotland Who is their top all-time goal scorer In the Premiership Now bearing in mind That's the 13-14 era Onwards Hugh isn't it 2013-14 That's when it became known as the, the Premiership So for each of the teams in the Scottish Premiership Who is their all-time top scorer In that competition So from 2013-14 to now For each club Morelos Yes Griffiths Yes You see where we're going with this now Hugh? Mm-hmm <laughs> Does that translate into any answers? Um, Rooney Adam Rooney Oh, uh, he's, Well it's not Wayne Rooney He's giving you an assist <laughs> He's giving you an it's assist It's not Wayne Rooney Yes well done Adam Rooney um, Boyle Martin Boyle Yes there we go Right we'll leave oh, it there fire you Absolutely flying Give that is yourself four. peace Four out of the twelve Brilliant Good effort from both of you So we'll get the rest uh, As the show progresses A good question that Thanks to Mark And fulltimeatclyde1.com If you want to Submit a question And please do Because we've got loads of shows To get through uh, In the next couple of months A sore night for hearts Shall we say Here's mm. what Robbie Nielsen Made of that defeat To Fiorentina Disappointed obviously With the, the, the result It's a huge learning curve For us tonight You know, Playing against a very Very good Fiorentina team But the disappointing thing For me was that The, the goals were conceded For all Fiorentina Had possession in, in good areas The goals were conceded Were poor And that was a disappointing thing It's the first time A number of the players Have played at that level And it, it's a huge learning curve You know we, There was areas In parts of the game Where we played well And we contained them And then there was areas Where we switched off And if you switch off For half a second Against these teams You'll lose goals yeah, I think it's a red card. I think it's uh, Lewis has been fantastic for us um, the last five or six weeks since he came into the team. He's a young kid, and again, it's a huge learning curve from a 19-year-old kid playing against a 55 million pound striker from Real Madrid. Makes a bad decision to split a second later. It's a, a red card. He'll be disappointed as we are, but the biggest hope that he learns from this. This chapter three of. Do you know what? Fair enough. You were up against a better team with more money and blah blah blah. Yeah. But you still could have done more yourself. It feels like that's a bit of a recurring theme this week. Two games at Tynecastle uh, in the Conference League for Hearts. Uh, one against Turkish opposition and last night Fiorentina. And Hearts have failed to score a goal and they've conceded seven over the course of those two games. Um, they're up against it because they have to go to Florence next week. And you know this Fiorentina side, although they're not. Top notch in Serie A uh, They got a draw against Napoli In Serie A this season already Which uh, given Napoli's display against Ajax Is quite something um, I think hearts are a disappointment You know, the, the Robbie Nielsen Went into the Rangers game Full of promises last weekend And lost 4-0 uh, They've dropped into the bottom six um, I, I, I don't think that he's lifting the fans at the moment mm. And the, the basic errors Are costing them And as Kenny said earlier They're finding it very hard To keep 11 players On the pitch for 90 minutes You know the, A second red card In succession Following Devlin's red card Against Rangers Last weekend So They've got a huge crowd A great atmosphere And the fans Are not being rewarded mm. By 
a team that's as good as the fans are Again, Kenny then, last night Is it more about the way you lose Rather than the fact that you do lose? No, you know, again, I don't really like that Like, there's a, a We can lose as long as you yeah. lose the right way it's, I just think it is what you said I think it's just been better I mean, Hearts have had some good performances in Europe Again, they were good away in uh, Riga They were good, I felt for Again, until the other man saying Off against Zurich at home I felt they were outstanding Should have been 2-3-0 in that game uh, But I just think on these nights you need, you need to be at the top of your game so hearts against Fiorentina, hearts need to be right at the, mm-hmm. the, the A game needs to be there. Rangers against Liverpool, the same. Well, any Champions League game, to be honest with you, or, or Europa League game, and the same goes for Celtic. If you're ever so slightly down, and it just at the moment Rangers levels are for me a good bit down. Uh, hearts probably last night they were mm-hmm. they, they never showed the best version of themselves. So you're always going to be up against it. And what Robbie's touched on there is something I, I feel is really. Uh, hurt Celtic is they've not been ruthless with their opportunities yeah. that they've had in the, in the three games that they've had in the Champions League so when you get your moments you need to take them because those teams with the qualities that they've got will Is it starting to stack up a bit for the angry voices amongst the Hearts fans Hugh yeah. let's take the take seven games it's, so 3-0 Fiorentina 4-0 Rangers don't get me started on that 3-0 win they got at Fir Park um then you know the Riga game, good another good win in there, and then three before that, four 0 Istanbul, lost one 0 at Livy, and even lost one 0 to Kelly in the the League Cup. So then the last seven games, the two wins have come against Riga and Motherwell, and the defeats have all been to nil. Two of them four, one of them three, one that puts you out the League Cup. Robbie Nielsen's had a difficult time with the Hearts fans in the past. Um, even who remembers the 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 aircraft that came over the ground with. Uh, Robbie Nielsen out on it um, And I think the game against Kilmarnock On Sunday is a, a massive one For Robbie Nielsen And for Hearts Because you can't go on in this vein And uh, Derek McInnes Got a performance out of uh, Kilmarnock Midweek beating St Johnston 2-1 He'll be looking forward to the game uh, It's a big afternoon for Robbie Nielsen Because as I say When they go to Florence They have Next to no chance of laying a glove on Fiorentina And there's even uh, arguments on Twitter Because Fiorentina left the changing rooms in a mess at Tynecastle There we go Just when you think we've seen all the possible drama that you can get uh, In Scottish football Surprised about that Guys out Serie A should have been more style about them Than to leave the place a pigsty Well there we go We can argue argue about that until next week The Hearts going to do the, do the same Or do you, are you the bigger man? Of course you're the bigger man Andy Halliday, you think Andy Halliday would leave a place in a, a mess? No comment. He mm. said that he started his press conference with the, the Italian journalist there saying buongiorno and it finished up arrivederci. I think that's about as far as it went. Yeah, I don't think he's got much more than that in his locker. Has he not been learning Spanish or something? Is that gone by the wayside? I'm not sure. Um, but they'll be hoping for <laughs> better luck <laughs> on the pitch this weekend and uh, following on a better night uh, for... Scotland women's national team uh, eventually taking the long road the extra time to get a victory against Austria in the World Cup playoffs now gone to take on Republic of Ireland at the start of next week to try and move towards that World Cup here's what the manager uh, Pedro Martinez Losa made of it yeah I think obviously that's what we work for we look to ourselves our responsibilities to create moments like that to move emotion of people so then we can get people involved and connected and hopefully a lot of people can talk tomorrow morning in the office about what the women's team did and 
and the next guy in the office can, can come with the family and, and, and with everybody and be connected because that would be probably the next step for us just to have a very, very big crowd and we can connect with that and we can beat Ireland. There's always two things here, Hugh. There's one step closer to a World Cup, which is obviously great. Um, it's a very convoluted playoff process. I think, yeah. where are we? Half seven. If I start now, we'll maybe have it explained by midnight. But, but basically, let's try and beat Public of Ireland on Tuesday and that gives a good chance um, and hopefully don't have to go the, the extra route. Um, In terms but of but the... also, sorry, just on that point, trying to, to make it what people are talking about, it was a record crowd for a competitive game. Uh, over, for Scotland over, women's over, national team On a miserable night Over 10,000 people Yeah as you say On a thoroughly miserable night So the the evolution continues I, I, I just wonder if Pedro's been here um, Long enough to pick up the language Because it sounded like he said The women's team there <laughs> This could be the one for you though For all those years You've followed Scotland To major tournaments And then you thought Those days were gone Ever been to Australia? Never New Zealand Never Well that's where the World Cup is isn't it Imagine Shug goes down under Yeah You've got to get one of the hats Shudder to think With the, the I can see it now yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable That's what that, that's I went to Japan And they rigged me up With the, the headband And called me uh, Shogun Shug <laughs> There we are If the Scotland women's national team Need any further incentive Forget all that stuff About the glory of getting to the World Cup We'll send Hugh Right So that's uh, that's, that's all you need to know Can you imagine um, But well done to, to Abby Harrison Last night scoring the winner And um, we'll keep an eye And see how things go At the start of next week Any more on that teaser I'll take one more guess each Stevie May You think Stevie May Is St Johnson's uh-huh. All time scorer In the Premiership era No Boydie For Kilmarnock Yes Well done um, Pittman for Lovey Well done Alright we'll leave it there Let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan on the line. How are you feeling tonight, Scott? What have you got for us? Uh, I good evening, Hugh, Kenny, and Gordon. Hello. I I think Geo then Kenny actually stole my thunder. Um, but I've been listening to calls Monday and Tuesday regarding obviously Morelos and Cholak. Um, I go to every game, obviously home games and nice away games. I think Gio's got nothing to lose by playing the two of them together. Um, the two of them are proven goal scorers. Uh, Morelis can go in the wings and, and back to the um, run about the box, just back to the box and hold the ball up. I think, I know, I think Kenny could correct me here. I think the last time we played two strikers it was Kenny and Boyd. Um Possibly, probably. Um, yeah, potentially, yeah, my. I just think. He's got nothing to lose by playing the two of them together. I can, why no? Like, I'd maybe take Kent out and no give him a rest, but give him a kick out the backside and say, listen, I'm not guaranteed your place. If you want your place, you need to find it. Right, Kenny, you've obviously been asked about this a few times. Let's let's take it on a bit or make it a bit more specific. If there's a, if you were going to do it, how does tomorrow strike you as being an opportunity? No, I would say no, no. tomorrow. What what about? I thought that's. I think you can do it in any game, you know. Yeah. But I think tomorrow. If, I mean, you, if, I mean you're two, if you play two up, I think, I think the way Rangers will do it would be maybe more likely being Europe where they go that back three, back five. Right. So actually, a game that's where they're, think, they're under they're underdogs rather than a home game against St. Mirren. So. Yeah. Again, and I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong because I'm not the Rangers manager. Oh, no, this is so, your take uh, on it. But my take on it would be tomorrow. 
uh, again because you could look at the other way is that a chance at home against St Marin with the greatest respect to Stephen Robinson and his team is that a chance maybe to build confidence in Ryan Kent to get a, I mean, you're going to have all the ball you're going to be doing a lot of attacking he's a big part of that I think it would be more suited to play and it's for, for a few reasons European game when you're, when you're going your back five mm-hmm. you're also then maybe going a solid three in midfield which I think having those, those two up front they can go and occupy that I mean they can occupy uh, Matip and Van Dyke, but they can also deal with a, a back four as well if they get if they get it correct so and that's off the ball mm-hmm. type of stuff so I think it would be more suited to that I can't see it happening tomorrow I, I really can't mm-hmm. uh, can I see it happening on Wednesday? probably not but I think it would be maybe more suited to that type of game um, Scott you sound and f- tell me if I'm wrong generally quite frustrated as a Rangers fan at the moment now some people If you wanted to try And put the positive spin You would say It's tough going to Liverpool Got away with a 2-0 The game before that You beat Hearts 4 You're only two points off Why do you seem so frustrated? I just think that Gio's getting Quite a lot of things wrong And he's not changing anything Until he's kind of Forced to, to change that I mean McGregor um, Has obviously changed his mind He's come in He's McLaughlin played, has played badly Especially for the back I criticised him on that show um, For the goal he gave away But I just think that He's waiting for the last minute To make corrections Or change things When he should be doing it a lot sooner Interesting that Because On the big calls I get where Scott's coming from You know McGregor tried to, He was going to be stubborn for a bit And then uh-huh. Circumstances changed there's also an unpredictability about the Rangers team, Hugh, from, from game to game. Even take the other night, going to Liverpool. Malik Tillman hadn't actually played that much football going into the game because he'd fallen out of the team. He comes in. Uh, Morelos hadn't been playing a lot of football. He comes in. I'm not saying that's unpredictable in the, the traditional sense, but it kind of is because you look at the form Cholak had been in. Stephen Davis doesn't necessarily always play, but he, he get the nod for the big game. And then even when you dip into the subs Rabi Matondo gets the start against Hearts You wonder if that's the start of something for him But Sakala's the first sub on I know what Scott's saying about the big calls But there's also have quite a sporadic nature To what Rangers do team selection wise Of the six Champions League fixtures That Celtic and Rangers have played so far In the group stages um, Celtic are one point Rangers none Um Celtic I think at least go for it For me Rangers In the matches they have played Have never looked Confident in themselves And That was certainly the case At Anfield Um, As I say Celtic may only have one point They've also scored The only goals that uh, The old firm have In this Champions League group stage Celtic might go down With all guns blazing but I don't get the impression that Rangers are approaching these matches in the same way. They are they are hesitant, mm. tentative, and players are playing within their shell. I mean, obviously, maybe this feeds back to, to what I was asking, Scott, then, Kenny. Fans, there, there must be something about performance level or the way you go about it that matters to fans. There must, because the outcomes are not that different. Celtic have got one point more than Rangers in the Champions League, right? It's hardly... Hardly an earth-shattering difference. They're two points ahead in the Scottish Premiership. It's hardly an earth-shattering difference. Yet every Rangers fan that seems to phone in is 
frustrated about something They just feel that something's not there and it's no clicking The cold hard facts about where they are results wise Isn't that different to Celtic So why are we getting so much frustration? And this is this is part of football management and coaching and, and putting a narrative out there. There's so much positivity being surrounding Celtic over the last 15 months since Ange came in. Ange has been great with the media. I think everybody likes him. You know, he seems a likeable guy. He's doing a very, very good job. They've won one game in five. You know, Rangers had a real poor run. Uh, everybody was starting to jump on Giovanni And it was down to performance Celtic have been performing really really well For the most part of the season They, weren't, they should have won the game more Last week against your against your boys mm-hmm. uh, They had enough chances to win two or three games But they never So it's 2-1 at home So on the, the optics it doesn't look great As much it was a decent enough performance And it should have been more They lost to St Mirren uh, in, 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 the, in the previous league game And they've lost two Champions Or they've, sorry they've drawn a Champions League game mm-hmm. in, And lost a Champions League game in, that. in fact sorry they also lost obviously Real Madrid thrown into that, that run of fixtures as well so it's just a it's, there's a perception about both teams at the moment mm. Rangers aren't playing at the, the, the levels and I think a lot of it goes yeah, back but f- to forget our outside perception that you know you can't you can't kid fan they, they're no, the, the ones fans, that the fans are still looking at the same pictures you know they're still looking at Rangers Rangers performances and I think a lot of it is drawn from how well they were, la- how good they were yeah. in Europe last year. And everybody's looking at it thinking, right, okay, Dortmund and Leipzig are Champions League teams, which they yeah. are. So why are, why are, are yeah. Rangers not competing this year? Uh, Scott will have to leave it there. Extremely late for this break, and I need to run this past you. Super Scoreboard European football coverage with MoyerAndSweeney.com The top team for your defence Yeah, another busy week of European football If you fancy winning that 60-inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD TV that we've been offering up to you then go to Clyde1.com It's thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation who do sponsor our European football coverage We had another uh, epic five-hour show on Tuesday We'll do the same twice next week, would you believe? Uh, if you head to Clyde1.com You can enter for the chance To win the Samsung TV And find out more About Moira and Sweeney As well uh, We'll get the answers To the teaser next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Tonight's Beat the Pundits Sending shockwaves Through the country Bartley's now been in touch About the Wrong accusation That he lost on Wednesday um, Which is fine Not Nowhere near as Embarrassing though As Ross and Grant Who are piping up on Twitter Trying to make a claim That they should win the sign ball Because I read out the question wrong They got it right Come on boys. Come on guys Come on guys Lose with a bit of dignity No, Nobody likes a sore loser Seriously Although I shouldn't have got the question wrong Obviously yeah, But they got the answer right So it's exactly. not changed his big passing move threatening you with anything? Do you know what? It's quite funny to be fair. Ross and uh, Grant and others, they're tagging in. Um, so they're on Twitter, they're tagging Police Scotland, <laughs> Nicholas Sturgeon, <laughs> various others. <laughs> to try and get try and get a, a parliamentary inquiry into uh, the defeat on Beat the Pundit. Give us a call back. You take on Hugh Keevans next time and uh, see, how it, see how it goes on. Yeah, Marvin's not happy, Hugh, but, uh, but is he ever? No. You seen his latest this week? No. Split head at training? Oh. Clashed heads With one of the other coaches Going up for a header And the punchline Still to come Because the cross Was delivered By the manager oh. So seriously You've got a team of professionals Trying to Fine tune their game Ahead of the week's Action the ma- They're all Taking it so seriously In the training game That the manager Puts a cross in The two coaches Go up to header Bang heads Blood everywhere And he's in here With stitches and concussion ah. The other night Honestly And that's why he won 
than concussion Probably yeah It probably helped him uh, Along the way uh, What else is jumping out at you Tomorrow Hugh Obviously we've you know, Talked at length about Callum McGregor And Cholak And Morelos And Ryan Kent And so on What else excites you About the fixture well, card um, Bindi Ice and Aberdeen Classic fixture Of modern times um, Aberdeen minus Jim Goodwin uh, They haven't appealed The ban yet But they will uh, I just think that Jim Goodwin could go to the cinema tomorrow night and it wouldn't make any difference. Aberdeen would still beat Dundee United. I'm getting concerned for Dundee United down there at the foot of the table. Um, obviously, Marvin and Davy Martin, they're looking to capitalise on the fact that Ross County are in trouble as well. Mm. Uh, clearly by trying to work on their crossing and finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what not to do. Um, and I fancy Livingston strongly. Ross County, a, a terrible... Well, with respect to your team... Um, five nothing. Nah, it's been coming. The steel men have been on fire. That 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 should be the cause of concern if you're Malky McKay. Incidentally, this if it is the start of a lengthy, a very lengthy ban for Jim Goodwin, too lengthy in your mind. You know, I, I, I do think when I seen it, I thought, oh, that's that's making a statement. That's for sure. I do think it's harsh. It's, I mean, again, when you, you want to send a message out of things that you can't you use this type of language in, in, in relation to a player, a referee, another manager or whatever you mm. want to use, that's not going to be acceptable because it is very, very harsh. Along with Aberdeen, I'd be very interested to read the written judgment which Aberdeen are waiting on before they decide whether to appeal or not. Then, you know, information is everything. For it to be written down that the the man is suspended for eight games, two of them uh, he will not serve. It's a six game ban, effectively. Yeah. But I, the written judgment will be very interesting because it, it must contain absolute clarity on why they have considered this offence to be so serious. A lot of the debate at the time, you remember on the show when the charge. Came out was even whether he should be whether he should have a case to answer at all. There was a lot of people that actually, oh come on, like can we not just can we not just let these things go? And now to be hit with a six or eight game ban, whatever well, way you look at it, Hugh, it's it's quite dramatic, isn't it, for I, I, something I, like this? I, I don't minimise the the severity of what's taking place because if I on this program call a player a cheat, I am immediately banned by the club. The club then immediately take action against this radio station and who knows, may even follow it up with the threat of legal action because mm. I, I don't think you can stand and say that a fellow professional is a cheat. Is football Does football operate with certain grey areas though in the sense that if Kenny Miller... Dives in the box or whatever And I want to moan about the fact That he got a penalty When it shouldn't have been a penalty Then I'm accusing him of cheating anyway Do you know what I mean I, I get what you're saying And I agree with that I'm always saying to callers Look there's certain things That we can't really yeah. ha- you know, have on here Th- Does football operate In a kind of a blurred line sometimes I, though I, I sometimes think that Scottish football Operates on a, an anything goes basis You know we're, we're not big on rules here uh, I mean rules. this suggests we're massive on them But no, is no, it selective? I mean, uh, I mean players, managers, supporters Not big on rules they're, they're a pest, they get in the way uh, But I do think that there, that there are subtle differences uh, Between this case and others Because Ryan Porteous Is that it's quickly ju- I, I don't mean to button But because we're running out of time 
What is the difference? Because lots of Aberdeen fans feel Robbie Nielsen uh, got away with calling Lewis Ferguson a cheat not too long ago, and now all of a sudden, not only has Jim Goodwin been done with it, but it's, we're talking six to eight games. I, I think if you call a person a cheat, you've crossed a line. Mm-hmm. And Jim, someone that I like very much indeed, but Jim crossed the line in style mm-hmm. because yeah. he said that yeah. the referee, he told the referee prior to the game that Portis was a cheat. He had told his players that Portis was a cheat. Uh, yeah, I mean you are paraphrasing, but I get I get the point. Quick, yeah. very quickly, Kenny, do you see the frustration if you are looking at the comparison with Robbie Nielsen, Lewis Ferguson thing? That's something the Aberdeen fans aren't happy with. Well, obviously because there's nothing there, and then there's a potential eight game ban, definitely a six game ban, unless he was to appeal it and won it. So yeah, you can you can get it because I, I agree. My first thoughts were it's very very harsh. Yeah. Okay, right, you've got a couple more on this teaser then. Of the all-time Premiership's top scorer for each of the clubs in the league You've got Morelos, Griffiths, Adam Rooney, Martin Boyle, Chris Boyd, Scott Pittman Motherwell, For their respective clubs Motherwell, Louis Moult Yep, well done St Johnston, Stevie McLean Well done How many are you looking for now? I think we're, we're looking for Hearts, Ross County oh, gosh, Four quick, four at a time nearly right St uh, I'll go St Mirren uh, Tom Stevie Hall. Thompson Yes, well done Quick, what else are we looking for? Is, yeah. Liam, is Liam Boyce on there? It is, well done So you've got Hearts and Dundee United still to get You'll, ah, I think you'll struggle J- with the Hearts one Jamie Walker? Oh, it is Jamie Walker, well Oof. done And Dun- Nicky Clark? No oh, Okay His partner <laughs> I'm surprised at this as well to be fair It just shows you I'm not. It's not a criticism of the guys that have followed It just shows you the sort of turnover That no one's even been there long enough to beat this yeah. guy's tally <laughs> He became a figure of ridicule on this show Hugh Because Every season Mark Wilson told us He was going to come good Oh Nadia Chiefchi Nadia Chiefchi Thank you to Hugh Evans And Kenny Miller That was a busy And quick old show We are back tomorrow Really looking forward to that I must say St Johnson against Celtic A six hour special for us It kicks off half twelve there uh, Rangers St Mirren Hibs Motherwell Livy Ross County to follow Dundee United Aberdeen's a 6 o'clock kick off as well Clashing with the GBX But GBX Friday's uh, up next So stay tuned for that And we'll see you tomorrow lunchtime <laughs>